Hi, everyone. It's Paul Miller, the Free Time Free Spill Podcast, and we were an amazing guest. His name is Terry Big, and he's an international speaker, author, and he's creating a course, and he's been in the painting business. Like, he's a company owner, like, of a painting business, and it's been doing well. How you doing, Terry? I'm good. How are you, Paul? Doing good. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, sir. I'm excited to talk to you about everything that you're currently doing and working on and what's coming up. Sure. I'd be happy to talk about that. It's my favorite subject. <laughs> so you're an international speaker? Yes, I am. It, it, I, I belong to Toastmasters, which is a, a speaking organization. I think they're the largest nonprofit in the world. And every year they do a speech contest where they start out with like 35,000 speakers from all over the world that represent like 120 countries. And the, the contest takes like six months from start to finish and you need to win six levels to be crowned world champion of public speaking. And I've made it to that final hundred three different times. And it's been in Malaysia. It's in a different part of the world every, every year. And a few years ago, it was in Vancouver. So I've gotten to speak around the world in the contest. Wow, that's and big time. Yeah, it's been fun. So you went to Malaysia? I, I did. I, I got invited there to be in the contest. I was in the last hundred best speakers in the world for Toastmasters. And it was scary because I got up in front of 1,200 people. I'd never been in front of that big of an audience. But it was so, it felt so easy. And I looked out at everybody. And the first thing that went through my mind was, I don't know one person there. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't scared. I found it was easier to give a speech in front of a bigger audience instead of just a handful of people because they all sort of feed off of each other as the laughs happen easier. And it just seems like it's easier to connect in a big group, which is kind of counterintuitive to what you would think. You think you'd be more afraid in front of a big audience, but it was just the opposite. And you weren't nervous. No, not at all. I loved it. It was probably the best speech I ever gave, but that's where my, my journey ended right there. If I, if I would have won that level, I'd have been in the final nine in the world. And, wow. uh, but still, I got to do that, and, and um, it, it broadcast throughout the world. So it, it was really a lot of fun and, and something I'll never forget. And I'm not done yet. I'll be back. Yeah. Next year, I think it's going to be in Paris, and I'd love to make that final, final 10 because that's who would go to Paris to compete in the, at the end. What does it take to make top 100? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just a seven-year speech. It, it can't be less than five and a half minutes and it can't go over seven and a half minutes. So what it takes is in those seven, seven and a half minutes, you got to make the audience laugh, cry, take away a strong message that'll maybe make their life better in some way and do it all in a really short time and not miss a beat. You got to be point on every, every little word you say is dissected. So the time it takes to write a world-class seven minute speech could be six or eight or 10 months to do that. And um, I'm ready to get back into it again. I took a couple of years off and uh, we'll see what happens next time. It needs to be a different speech every time. So it, it takes a lot of time to do it. You, you need to really have two speeches because once you make that final 10 in the world, it has to, you have to come back with a whole different speech. Wow. So that, that, put, that adds a level of, um, I don't know, uh, tenacity almost, you might say, to, to figure out the right words and the right speech that'll connect and, and do two of them within a few days of each other. What did you talk about in the speech? The, the, um, what I talked about was, uh, it has to be something that's real relatable to the audience too. And the speech I gave in Malaysia is about how I, I took the audience immediately to the delivery room when my son was born and how I had a, a video 
a, a video camera there and I was ready to record the whole thing. And once it all had happened and everything was done and the baby was born, I realized I forgot to record. So I promised myself I'd never let that happen again. And, and um, as I was um, talking to my son later in the hospital, you know, he's just a day old, but I'm talking to him and telling him, I'll, I, we're going to go to Disney World when you're old enough and I'll record everything. And I was true to that promise. Then I said, I'll do the same thing for my daughter. And I forgot to record her too. So I made those promises. And then I fast forward six or eight years to Disney World. I recorded everything they did yeah. and I didn't make any time to play with them. But it was when I when I, we all got back home from Disney world and they were all talking about all the good times that they had. And, uh, and uh, I, I said to my wife, I don't remember any of that. And she says, it's because you were recording us. You weren't in the moment. So that was the message is that I had it right the first time. And uh, so the, like the takeaway message for the audience was um, put down your camera and just be in the moment. Yeah. It's emotional to talk about, uh, like your newborns and stuff. It's crazy that I still get emotional out without you know any emotions. It was a, a challenge in its in and of itself for me, and um, but that's the kind. It has to be a personal experience, but it's also something that would help the audience in some way. There's there's so many little things, but thanks for asking about that. I haven't talked about yes, that speech in a long time. That was back in 2012. So that's been, or 20, 2014 rather. Yeah, I so, wish my parents would have took like a, at least a picture of me like when I was when I was a baby. I know. It, you know, now their pictures are so easy, but yeah, when we're kids, we don't have very many, right? <laughs> yeah, because I like, we got like, it's like five of us, like my siblings, uh -huh. I like guess five of us and like, it's just so much was happening. Like we was like, they was having us right after each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know I came from a big family too. And, and it's funny, I was just saying to my wife the other day, we just became grandparents again a week ago. And my daughter takes more pictures of her her son in one week than I have of me for my entire childhood. Because you just didn't have phones when I was a kid. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, you're, you're an author? I, I am an author. I, I, I wrote a book and it's titled Attracting Keep Customers for Life. See, I, I've owned my painting business since I was 18 years old. And it's been, this is my 43rd year in business. And I realized a couple of years ago that I learned some things that really helped my business just take off because I struggled really badly for the first eight or nine years, you know, from got married when I was 21 and we were broke for like six or seven years. And it wasn't until I learned to, to look at my customers like they're my friends and stop thinking of them as the enemy, like either they hire me or I lost or I, or I get the job and I won. And I quit looking at that and just concentrated on giving value first. And my business blew up. You know, I doubled my income by the time my son was born. That was all that, that same time. And over the next year, I focused more on my customers and I doubled it again. So that's what the book was about is those things that I learned once things change for me, and now 43 years later, my, my business is ridiculously successful for being a, just a house painter, but owning a painting business that specializes in just a certain type of painting. And, um, and I'm creating a course to help people with small businesses, especially in the home services industry, grow their business and help it to take off and, and share the things that took me a lifetime to learn. And what about the, uh, the course? Like the, uh, you still That's, working on it? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really just starting to create everything. It's um, it, it's based on my book, you know. So if somebody would buy my book, they would read through it, and if they say, "Wow, I like what you're saying," but I want to learn more about how to create a business and grow it and and take it to the next level, and that's what the course will be about. So you know, you can a person can buy my book, the online version on Amazon for three ninety nine, or the or the paperback version for I think twelve ninety nine, something like that. But if you wanted to to take it further, you know, I wanted to offer an upsell, which is really my course for, I'm not really sure what the price it will be for a few hundred dollars, though it's going to be a, 12, a six week course that'll help people go from, it's going to be titled from unnoticed to unforgettable. The, all, I'm going to share all the things that, that created so much success in my business that I'm able to take time off and just do things like give podcasts and write the book and write the course and things like that. And the name of the name of the book again. The, my, the name of my book is is titled "Attract and Keep Customers for Life." It, but it's the subtitle that explains it more. The subtitle is kind of long. It's um, four abilities to build trust, communicate your value, and charge what you're worth. Yeah. That's really what the book's about: how to communicate your value so you can start making the kind of money you deserve to be making. It, it's cool to be an author. It, it is. I love it. you are too, right? Yeah. I wrote a book. I want to make another one with like, like a like four and one, uh huh. Like a like one book, but it's four and one, like oh, many different things. Interesting. So maybe four parts in it, huh? One book, four parts. Yeah. Cool. Actually, that's sort of how my book is because I broke it down into just what you're saying, four parts. I called them the four abilities, and it was what it took to be successful was likability, believability, trustability, and wow ability, and that's my four parts. So, really, if you, it's so funny that you said that because that's what I did with my book. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I love what it. it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. What else you got coming up? I'm doing uh, hopefully a lot of podcasts. I love getting on those. I'm doing three more in the next week and giving three speeches in the next month. I'm starting to speak to um, professional organizations and um, marketing and salespeople, things like that. I'm looking for those opportunities and people can find me on my website, which is just called my, my name, terrybag.com. That's um, if people go there, they can see, they can book me for speeches or I have tons of blogs on there and pieces from my book, things like that is on have my you, website. Have you ever thought about podcasting, like starting your but, own show? I, I would love to do that. I, I have thought about it. I'm just so busy right now between running my business and trying to get this online business up and running. I just haven't had time to do podcasts, but I, I would love to do it someday. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you naturally flow with it, like with speaking <laughs> Your, your skill to speak flows with uh podcasting like it'll be good because like you got you got the equipment you know how to speak like it just gotta record and, and learn how to use my equipment right <laughs> we we struggled a little before this it just wanted the audience to know but it was a, I think it was more my fault than yours though because it I was, I'm challenged by technology it was me <laughs> I had to plug in my uh, my headphones like unplug it and plug it back in I don't That's know if it's funny. the cold weather yeah, yeah, I bet you're right. But uh, yeah, I, I love doing this. And I want to go back to that. And then I would if, if I could recommend just one thing to your listeners, it would be think about joining Toastmasters, because it literally changed my life. It, it, they, they meet once a week for like an hour. And right now it's all online because of the, the pandemic and all. But it'll go back to in person. And, and there's, oh, my gosh, I think there's there's hundreds of thousands of 
of meetups, of groups, of testimonials, or of, of Toastmasters. And probably in your city, I'll bet there's four or five different groups that you can join at different times of the day. Some meet at lunchtime, some meet in the morning, some meet in the evening. But Toastmasters was huge. That's what took me down the road to even write my book. I realized that I had something to say once I started getting up and speaking in front of my group. And it's just a, a safe place where people listen to what you have to say and they can evaluate you on, on how you can be better at saying what you want to say. So um, I, I hope to be able to put this podcast out to my group of Toastmasters. Yeah, I think they would love to hear that. Yeah. And uh, how it, that, that, that was the start of everything for me, really, that changed my life in terms of stepping away from my business and becoming more of a, a marketer of, of what I'm doing. I was educated about Toastmasters like yesterday, but I knew about them. I heard about them before. I just yeah. never looked into it. And like a district founder, director of uh, uh -huh. Toastmasters, like she's in uh -huh. California where it started. At, and uh -huh. like she told me about it. Like, so I'm I'm glad to talk to another Toastmasters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I love it. I mean, it, it, it changed my life in ways I never could have thought. You know, I thought I was just going there to give speeches and learn a little about it, leadership, which I wasn't interested in. But what it really did for me was by getting up and talking to people and getting evaluated without really paying attention to it, it, it taught me to learn about how to communicate what your, your value. That was really it. And that's what my book's about is how to communicate your value in whatever job, whatever industry that you're in. And Toastmasters was the start of all that for me. And you, you have a good tone. You're engaging with the audience and like, it's, it's good. It's a good flow. It's open. And it's, it's easy to talk. It's, it's, it's easy to talk to you. Yeah. And, and it, you helped me with that too. I mean, you, you open up the door for me and, and, and it's just a back and forth. And, and again, these are all things that you learn in Toastmasters too. And, and they're, it'll help you in ways you never could have imagined. I guess I know I keep yeah. saying that, but that was the big thing for me. Um, I was afraid to talk to people. I know when I first met my wife back when I was a teenager, uh, and that was the subject of my speech when I went to Vancouver was about how, you know, looking at her and just say, there's something, you know, you don't know about me. I'm not very smart. And, and she, she looked up at me and she said, yeah, I know. But so it was one of those laugh lines, but um, it's those little interactions throughout your life that, it, and you, you see where they fit into what's going on moving forward in your life. And, and those speeches is what opened the door so much for me to learn how to communicate to my customers. I took a I took a communication course and they tell us about telling stories like that's why I, that's why I learned like from like hearing what you're saying like telling a story. Yep, people listen. That's one of the first things I learned there is people. You know, when you're a kid, um, you didn't ask your grandparents to um, talk to you about a some topic that you didn't really know much about. They said, "Tell me a story." So that's the best way to learn. I I've learned is by telling stories and and what you learn through the story. And um, but your point on with everything you're saying is that's the, that's the best way to go is if you if you can figure out a lesson from a past story from your life. And those are the best lessons learned and the best ones to share. I think. Yeah, uh, it was something about uh, being charismatic, like they said, the six C's, like in the communication course, like being concise, yeah. being uh, calm, collected, can have a control when you're giving a speech and confidence. It was, it was a lot of different things, but it, it was like six of them. See, clear clarity, I think was one of them. Yeah, I think clarity. I've seen that before in charisma, maybe. I know there's different lists, but I know it always seems to, I, I wrote an article titled The Seven Seas of Trust and not the ocean, but the seas, just like what you're saying. 
you know, in, in what in that article, it's like I wrote is confidence being one of the seven C's to building trust, uh, a clarity, and just the things like you said. You're again, you're right on with those C's. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's funny. What else you got uh, coming up? What else I have coming up? Podcasts, speeches, um, just working on my book and my course. Really, my my course. I got the whole outline done, and just like writing a book, you know, you do the outline first. And I have my outline done for my book, my course, and now I got to start filling it in with a lot of. There'll be dozens and dozens of short little videos, and this will probably be my backdrop here. So that'll be the big thing for me for the next two or three months, because come April, my business gets insanely busy. I mean. It, because of I've been in it now for 43 years, I haven't advertised since 2012 and my business still grows. I still get 20 to 30 phone calls a week. People wanted me to come paint their house. So what I found is I got so busy. I had one of two choices was to hire more people and start a second and a third crew or just, which I didn't want to do at 62 years old. I didn't need more stress. Um, instead, I just take the best 75 or 80 houses that we can paint in a year and I do those. And um, I found that just works easier for me, but I, I am looking at selling my business down the road and going into this, like what you're doing and working on my course and other future books and doing that. But I, I need to finish up a few years of my business first. And um, so that's a big thing. So trying to get this course done before my business starts up again. See, we're, we're mostly just outside painters. So our crazy busy time is from April till usually November. And during that time, I'm putting in 70 or 80 hours a week into the business. But this year, I'm hoping to back away from that a lot and, and devote at least 20 or 30 hours a week to the podcasting and creating and, and promoting my course. Yeah, I, I created a course too, like, but I need to get better with the video. Like I even put a quiz in there and like I even put my, my ebook in there. Nice. Maybe we could um, promote it to each other. You know, what you're doing, I can promote to my audience a little bit and and you as well for my stuff. My my best thing is my books, uh, my podcasts, and my music too. But it's free. It's free music because like I don't own the beats, and also uh, I want to do life coaching. Mm -hmm. Nice. I I know I I saw a little bit on your website before I got on this. I checked you out a little bit, and I and I love your uh, music video you have on there. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody listening has gone and looked at that because it's uh, it, it's worth watching. I I enjoyed it. It's peaceful. Watch it again. It's peaceful. Yeah. It, and it makes you chills. Yeah. It makes you think a little bit too. Yeah. That's what I like it gives me chills just listening to that song. Like, <laughs> like, cause I remember I was, I had a whole playlist of songs I was listening to by me and uh -huh. other features that was on there, like with my cousins and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I, like it was like nighttime and like the music was playing, like all the songs on the playlist was playing. And then I woke up to that song and I was like, man, this gives me chills. That's the one you got to do right on your video. Yeah. Nice. It was yeah, really good. You, you can tell just by watching you and, and while you're singing it and walking around there, you, you can, you can feel that it, it, it means something to you. Yeah. I, I could see that. And uh, I thought that was really neat. And I hope people listening, your audience, you know, has gone and listened and saw that because it really does make you stop and think about, I don't know, important things, you know, more important things in life. You yeah. Know, just, yeah. Being in the moment a little bit that, that uh, mindfulness yeah well it's called one wish uh by mc nook that's my rap name mc nook uh-huh and it's on youtube y'all should check it out yep 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I like I said, I'm going to watch it again probably when we get off our call today because um, I, I thought it was interesting and and just I don't know, it it just takes you to that place when you watch it there there at the dock and in front of the water and everything. Yeah, and they even got a drone that goes in the sky, <laughs> and like oh, you can see the birds. There's ducks, is, ducks in the water. I got to watch it again because I I didn't really pay attention to them. The, being in a drone and all having the camera up there yeah even uh boat houses capturing the city and stuff nice i i need to look at it again as soon as we get off this i'm gonna play it again the videography was on point yeah yeah and so like i i thank you for uh joining me today yeah and it was it was a pleasure to work with you it was a joy and the painting business seems like it seems tedious like because i remember i was painting one time and like, I didn't even like, I was painting the rooms. Like I, I had like three rooms to paint. I had the garage and two rooms. Like the garage came out good cause I started on that first, but like the other rooms, like dripping paint on the lamp. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's the one thing I see homeowners. They don't have a lot of drop cloths a lot of times and paint seems to go <laughs> everywhere. But yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother thing, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, if I could ever help you out with any tips or anything on painting, just feel free to reach out to me and uh, I'll keep an eye out on the things that you're doing as well. So I, I, I'm very grateful for you to take this time and, and um, give me a chance to promote what I'm doing a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. And to the audience that's listening, I thank y'all for tuning in and it's a great show like, like we do all the time and new guests always coming on the show like like terry like it's great amazing and i think y'all new episodes air every friday 1 p.m u.s central time thank you mr terry great yep thank you so much paul it was great to be here all right all right bye now